You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Sidewalk McMansions. They're a thing. Have you guys heard about these? They are really big individual homeless shelters that include things like uh, showers, barbecues, cooking facilities, and they are literally located on public street sidewalks. That's what we're going to get into today. Should these be allowed? Is is this even, how does this work? The average citizen, they go to try and build some small little tiny thing on their own property. They get red tagged by the city. This stuff's on the sidewalk. Oh, we're just going to let that go all day long. Let's jump on into it. If you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I'm the owner of a couple of real estate companies and I read the news because it's 2020 and why wouldn't we do that? I don't know. People like to hear my opinion on this stuff and I'm going to give it to you. So let's jump on into this one. Sidewalk McMansions are popping up all over California as the homeless are getting creative. And this podcast is in no way meant to you know, hammer on the downtrodden. But I think there's that the momentum is going the other way. Homeless are taking advantage of the situation in a lot of cities. And they are basically taking over. That has certainly happened here in Seattle, because our leadership doesn't really do anything about it. Doesn't really, you know, doesn't really offer any long term solutions that people are taking advantage of. And our parks are just being overrun. You want to check out a good uh, YouTube channel that covers this. It's German in Venice is the name of his YouTube channel. He's a German guy from Germany. He's been in the US, I think 17 or 20 years. And he goes around and records what's going on in Venice, California. And man, that has been overrun with some McMansions. I mean, it's gotten crazy there. All right, let's get into it. Across the city of Los Angeles, the homeless population has exploded beyond control. Although Los Angeles is not the only community in the United States that is currently struggling with a homelessness problem, encampments are sprouting up along L.A. streets. Same thing here in Washington. Just our parks here in Seattle, our parks are just filled with homeless. Because homelessness numbers have risen out of control, these encampments are attracting more people and have even been nicknamed McMansions because they now include showers, grill stoves, and even air conditioners in some cases. Homelessness has risen thanks to the economic fallout after the coronavirus pandemic. With so many Americans out of work, millions more every week, some of them fall into homelessness with no resources available to help them. Because of this rise in homelessness, people have created tented encampments where they can find some shelter. Unfortunately, these encampments are located on the city streets. There is a another YouTube channel that I really enjoy watching, although if you watch it too much, you're like, oh, I'm probably going to lose my mind here because this stuff is so crazy. It's called Soft White Underbelly, and it is a documentary series on basically the people at the lowest rungs of society. So you've got basically drug addicts, you've got pimps, you've got prostitutes, a lot of work on the people from Appalachia, a lot of the the drug-ridden communities in America. He does documentaries and he kind of follows up on people. Hey, what? how is your life going? He does an amazing job of showing what it's like to be at this end of life and this end of reality. And in a lot of cases, it is horrific. 
soft white underbelly if you dare check it out but there's one video literally of an Appalachian family where the guy is probably in his 40s and he communicates like a dog that's there's no other way to put it but there's a video of that and you're like what is going on here what is happening obviously that was the product of inbred breeding between his parents but uh, because a bunch of the other family members had the same thing but there's a lot of documentation on how people became homeless, what they're doing. And there's a construction worker who's apparently a really talented construction worker that's documented in Soft White Underbelly. He basically says, I'm really good building stuff, but I like to do drugs. And I come down here, he's in LA, he's on the streets of LA, and he builds himself a little McMansion like this, hangs out as long as he can. He's got all this stuff in there. Like sometimes they're two stories tall. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy McMansions on the sidewalk. And that's what's going on. And literally, regular people try and do something simple and they get red tagged. And the city's just, oh, you can't do that. Do you have a permit? Do you have a permit for your McMansion on the sidewalk? No. But here's where the McMansions are covered. Since the Rona, and this is my understanding of California law, since the Rona, most cities have basically said, because we can't force homeless encampments to move, because moving would obviously spread the Rona, even though there's no data or science behind that, here in the state of Washington, I think we have had 15 or 16 cases come out of basically the 10,000 people who are the homeless here in, in Seattle, probably about 10,000 of them, 5,500 that we know for sure. But most people say there's way more, there's at least double that. So out of 10,000 homelessness, who are uh, homeless, outside, unhoused, we had 15, maybe 16 cases come out of that. And you might say, well, that's because you don't test them, they're on the run, they're on the move, we don't really have records. If this were a story, wouldn't this be headlines? Homeless. You don't want to move them because guess what? Their cases are sky high. Instead, their cases are almost non-existent relative to the numbers of their population. But anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to allow the homeless to have big pieces of furniture in their encampments. That's what California is doing. And if you you watch any amount of video at all about homelessness in California – you'll see, oh my gosh, there's a couch. You can see it on Venice Beach. There's couches. I mean, and if you're going to be homeless somewhere, go to Maui, go to Hawaii, go to Southern California. Your weather is just better, more sunshine. Here in Washington State and Seattle, man, I woke up this morning in my car, which was outside last night. It was frozen. I mean, it was cold. I wouldn't want to be in a tent, you know, just on the daily here in Washington. It's just you know, ground freezes, it's hard as a rock. That's just no fun at all. But in California, and you got a lot of social services, and you got sunshine, you go swimming. I mean, if you're if if there's an environment you want to do that, do it in a warm weather climate. I mean, here in Seattle, just not as much fun. Let's keep going here. Some of the McMansion encampments in Los Angeles include running water and electricity. Their creativity is impressive. You got to admit, the homeless are stealing water from fire hydrants, which poses a fire risk, and are sapping electricity from street lights. 
I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they are not pulling a permit to siphon electricity from streetlights. I'm going to say there are some electrical issues there that are probably not up to code. I'm no code guy, but I'm, I'm literally going to say that. These are used and uh, sapping electricity from streetlights. These are used to power their showers. They have showers and air conditioners and to make life a bit more comfortable for those living in the camps along the Los Angeles city streets. Now, at the end of this article, they raise a handful of really good questions. And that's one of the reasons I read this article. Right now, we're just kind of describing what's going on. So maybe you're in a city that doesn't allow this nonsense to happen. I mean... I want to take care of people who have fallen on hard times and fallen on their luck and help them get back up. But these are people that are literally just gaming the system. That's what they're doing. Collecting couches, ah, barbecue, bring it on down. I'm on Venice Beach. Let's party. I mean, that's what's going on, right? I mean, you watch enough documentaries, and you're like, okay, the common theme here is everybody's on drugs. And they're all looking to get their next fix. And they're doing some crazy stuff to get there. And, um, you know, don't want to pay anything in rent, but they can live quite comfortably on the sidewalk with their, you know, with their people and their homelessness encampment and their McMansion on the sidewalk. So the rest of us who are paying taxes can't walk down the street, nor would we want to, because those are not areas you want to hang out in. One tented camp in downtown Los Angeles included a working shower and a grill with a range hood. A range hood. Outside. In a tent. It was a pretty luxurious living arrangement for a homeless person living on the streets of the city. Now, these are the exceptions. The tough stuff that I see over in Seattle is they're on they're in a, a park and they're in an area where it's wet you know the bottom of their tent is soaked their tent probably isn't waterproof it's not even a three season tent it's probably just a two season tent from Walmart wherever you see some from REI and you're like okay i don't know how they got there but at least they might be waterproof for doing what they're doing cuz in the meantime they're living in the park not a good spot not a good spot for anybody cuz park citizens can't use the park because you got a bunch of homeless people in there doing who knows what. But for those living there, you're like, you don't want to be a total jerk and say, I don't really care about the homeless. Just they need to go somewhere else. All right, where? And that's where I kind of point at government leaders, our progressive leadership here in Seattle, not doing their job. Coronavirus has made the homelessness problem far worse. Because California authorities uh, were reworking to curb the spread of the virus, they failed to address the rising homelessness problem before these encampments got out of control. I think they were already out of control, but everybody heard, ah, it's the Rona, you can do whatever you want, and that's what they're doing. Now these camps are so large that they sometimes spill out onto the streets and block roadways. Yeah, don't go down that road. Too many tents. Can't get through. Go around. And that's that's literally what people here in, in Southern California they're dealing with. They're doing things that are obviously against the law and dangerous. No one is inspecting. No one is checking, Estela Lopez, a local business leader, said. Yeah, that's the double standard, right? Is that taxpaying citizens, we try and do something and we get hammered on. Ah, if it's not to code, if it's not to whatever. But people who are living a little bit outside of that, mm, there are no rules. It's anything goes. And our leadership is saying, yep, hall pass, whatever. 
We're not really going to control it. You guys just do what you want. So people who pay taxes, one thing. People who don't. And I'm lumping all the homeless in there. Maybe they have jobs. I don't know. Maybe they are paying taxes. But a lot of times, it doesn't seem like those two go hand in hand, right? Although Lopez frequently picks up the phone to speak to the Bureau of Sanitation about the tents that continue to pop up around her business location, they have yet to do anything about it, and nor are they going to do anything about it. They may come through every now and then and clean some things up, but guess what? They're under siege. They've just got more homeless people than they can deal with, and they don't have the resources. Their police is being defunded because guess what? Just about every city where you've got homeless just overrun, You've got to defund the police situation as well. You do. That's what progressive progressive leadership looks like. That's what we're doing. Just like they're sending inspectors to every single business to make sure that they're following code, why aren't we doing the same thing with the public right-of-way, she said. Interesting question. Public right-of-way. You're not really supposed to block that no matter what. But in California, guess what? They are. And what are people doing about it? Nothing. Just like Seattle leadership is doing nothing about people camping in parks, living in parks. They're not doing anything. They're just, ah, yeah. Based on the data and the science, we don't want to move them. So we're just going to let them do their thing. Although we did have the chop park just recently cleared out. That's because that situation became unmanageable. You had people dying left and right. Some guy killed himself, killed his girlfriend in the park. I mean, it's just, you know how that's going to go. It's just going to be a train wreck. We all know it. It's like, oh, that's not going to end up. That's not going to end up well. People living in the park, there's nothing good about that. Nothing good about that. Some people might want to say, well, where should they go? Well, not in the city park. That's the thing. I don't have all the answers there. But a lot of those people, they need treatment, they need mental health care issues, they need they need help. We're not giving it to them. Ah, just live in the park. It's okay. All right. Readers of the Daily Mail contributed hundreds of comments in response to this news story. I read a bunch of them. Some of them are just like, wow. People are going off. Good for them. Too many homeless and too many greedy constructions, fix and flippers in real estate. I hope they build on every sidewalk and take over the good churches that do not understand the human condition or even the basis of Christianity, Buddhism, and other religions. That will teach people to not live in their egos and heads, but to live in the here and now. All right, so I get comments like this all the time, and I'm like, well, that is an interesting perspective. I don't really know what they're saying, but whatever. I mean, it's kind of like everybody has a different opinion. People see my, my videos. A lot of people will see the headline and they will see maybe a minute in on the video and go, ah, I don't like this guy's perspective. I don't like what he's telling me. I don't like his bias. And then they'll write a really harsh comment and they won't have even watched the full video. It's like doing a book report on a book without reading the damn book. How effective is that? But you know what? If you... If you want to reach out and tell me how piss poor my video is, I'm okay with that because there's something called engagement. And the more you engage with my content, the better my channel does, better I do. So leave a lot. If you're going to do a really nasty comment, make it long, make it big. Give me more words because, you know, Google and YouTube, they reward me for that. So if you don't like what I'm doing, 
Let me know. I want to know. I want to know. All right. Another person said, if you were this resourceful, couldn't you re-enter civil society? Ah, that's an interesting concept. Get back on your feet. Get back going. Get back a job. Re-enter civil society. That That is a really interesting point, isn't it? And I get a lot of those as well. Just people kind of pointing out the obvious, right? Hey, if you can, if you can get a shower in your homeless shelter on the sidewalk, you've got a skill set that you should be able to go do something and make a living doing something. If you are out jacking electricity from public streetlights, you've got some kind of ingenuity, I don't care if you're all jacked up on drugs. You've got the ability to put that skill set somewhere, somehow to use and be more of a member of society, contributing member of society than somebody sitting around going, well, I'm just going to shoot up. But while I do, let me turn up the AC in my McMansion. I mean, it's ludicrous, yet it is happening. It's it's happening. In some areas, you get ticketed for camping in the wrong part of the open wilderness. But this is allowed? Question mark. It is. And yes, people do get ticketed for camping in the wrong part of the open wilderness. Because we want to preserve the wilderness. That's the parks. That's the, you know, federal parks, especially. None of the shenanigans going on in federal parks that we see in state parks, or city parks, for that matter. None of that. None of that. None of that stuff going on, right? We're going to fine you. You set up camp in the wrong section, we're going to hammer on you. But you want to li- live on a public roadway or thoroughfare? Yeah, it's good. You're all right. Two thumbs up. Keep doing your thing. We're not even going to bug you. We're not even going to come in and check on you. You just do your thing. We know your camp might burn up because clearly you didn't pull a permit for the electricity you have to your stove. (laughs) Stuff is just crazy. Um, Yeah, so those were some of the comments. I mean, you've got this broad spectrum of comments that always come up on this stuff. And most people, especially on my videos, because I'm I'm more conservative, I tend to approach stuff more from a, well, if a homeowner was there and a homelessness encampment popped up next door, what kind of impact would that have? Should they be doing that in a residential neighborhood? The answer is typically no, and it's going to negatively impact the real estate. And that is kind of not how zoning laws and all of this work. But in Seattle, we don't really abide by those kind of normal rules. Portland, same thing. LA, same thing. We've got a different set of rules. There aren't really written, but are happening. They're happening on the daily, and it's like, ah, okay, so this segment of the population can do whatever, willy-nilly, we're just going to let them do their thing, and the rest of the tax-paying citizens, you guys got to keep in line, because you're holding things together here. It's your tax dollars that make all of this go, but we're going to hold you to a higher standard than these other people over here, because for them, it's a free-for-all. They can do whatever they want. Now, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of joking when I say that, you know, ask the homeless people that got kicked out of Cal Anderson Park at CHOP last, what was it, Wednesday, how that went for them, maybe it's two Wednesdays ago, it's traumatic, these are people already out on the street, right? But 
a lot of them, this is a way of life for them. And now they're doing McMansions in the streets, Southern California. So check out Soft White Underbelly if you have nothing better going on. Maybe you're not out there on New Year's Eve. You're like, what should I do? Soft White Underbelly. You won't be disappointed. Well, you will. You'll be like, why is that guy on YouTube recommending that? Because it's interesting. And I think it's a different perspective. And if you are feeling really bad about yourself, check out soft white underbelly. Also check out German and Venice, just because I think those are interesting. They're interesting YouTube channels. And you know what, we need more interesting, because everybody can turn on CNN or Fox or whatever it is, and get the same regurgitated news with the same bias. And you're like, I don't really believe that. But you seem to believe a real estate guy reading the news on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we're just going to keep doing it. We're going to keep going. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. We are growing exponentially. And I want to keep doing good content. So if you guys can subscribe or hit the like button or whatever it is you want to do, leave me a nasty hate comment. It's all part of the game. Thanks so much for being here. I'm going to catch up with you guys in the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.